Welcome back to the This Is Boorora podcast. This episode we talk cricket, touch, swimming and shooting, as well as look at some of the things that are happening in the region in the coming weeks. But before we get into sports and other happenings in Boorora this week, let's continue on from last week and take a journey around Boorora on the Shembrock Trail. The next stop is St. Patrick's Church, which includes the church, the convent and St. Joseph's School. Dr. Poulding, the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Sydney, had established the Catholic Yass Mission in 1838, which included Burrower and beyond, incorporating Port Phillip. Fathers Brennan and Fitzpatrick were placed in charge of the mission, and Father Brennan was the first to say Mass in Burrower prior to his departure from Yass in 1839. He was replaced by Father Lovett in January 1840 and was followed by Father Pat McGuinness. Those who followed the Roman Catholic faith were a small minority during early settlement, as Dr. Paulding and Dr. Abbott Gregory found on their visit to Burrower in 1853 while touring the southern districts. They stayed at Burrower for some weeks because of the attitude towards the church, noting that Burrower had an exceedingly bad name for the irreligious life of its people, and only 28 people in the past years have approached the sacraments. The presence of the clergy was successful as more than 200 approached Holy Communion. Many had been away from the sacraments for 20 to 40 years. The majority of this group were of convict background, ticket of leave men and drifters who had attempted to avoid the eyes of any authority by residing on the fringes of settlements. It was on this visit that Dr. Porting arranged for Father McGuinness of the Yass Mission to build the first Roman Catholic Church in the village of Burrower. Subscriptions were called for in August 1853 and Mr Hurley, who was related to Father McGuinness, was the treasurer of the fund. A list of subscribers to the church appeared in the Yas Courier, 10 December 1853. Edward Ryan contributed £200 towards the $2,000 that the church had cost to build. The church was built of rubble stone by Irish stonemasons and the shell was near completion in April 1855. Building measured 70 by 19 feet and 14 feet in height. All that was needed was a shingle roof. It was during Fathers Birmingham and McElroy's term that the church was completed by calling tenders to install the ceiling and for plasters in December 1857. In 1858, the church was nearly completed with the school building attached. The Gothic carved timber windows and the Gothic doorway on the cast wall, since closed in, with a cross placed on the roof above the doorway, completed the church. Mass had been held once a month in Barua until 1855. The first mass... The first Mass celebrated in the partially completed St. Patrick's Church was in 1855. The next visit Bishop Pauling made to Brewer in October 1863 was with satisfaction as he was escorted into town by a large number of equestrians. While in Brewer, Bishop Folding, along with Reverend Dean Hanley and Father Cook, had confirmed and given sacraments to nearly, two, nearly 100 people and many took the Pledge of Abstinence. On Monday, 2nd of November, the bishop consecrated the Catholic cemetery, which had been fenced three years before. On this occasion, seven Aboriginals were among those who were in, received into the church of the Brewer tribe and three of the children were attending school. A 50-acre block of land was purchased by Reverend Dean Hanley in 1863, 1863 as a glebe to the church. Father O'Neill was first resident, in, resident priest in Brewer and he was present at the Fancy Bazaar held on the 23rd and 24th of January, 1865. 
This event proved an outstanding success by raising £300 that was still owed on the presbytery that stood in Queen Street. The first, pe- the first presbytery was later destroyed by fire. On Good Friday 1865, shortly before Mash, a portion of the ceiling fell in on a few worshippers in the church as the walls had diverted from the perpendicular and several cracks appeared in the masonry. The church was found unsafe and Mass was then cancelled. The church was repaired soon after and the plans were made to build a new church. The new Bishop of Goulburn was Dr Lennigan, and on his first visit to Borowa in August 1867, he was met by a large welcoming party comprising 24 vehicles and 400 people on horseback that stretched from the Flower Mill in Marsden Street to the church. With the growing success of the church came the need for a larger building. On Palm Sunday 1871, many people were excluded from the service due to lack of space. Under Father Dum, who was appointed in Borowa in 1872, churches were erected at Moringo, House Creek and the beautiful Second St. Patrick's Church was built in Queen Street, Borough on the west side of town. Dr. Lennigan laid the foundation stone for the new church on the 4th of June 1874. Work began soon after and Richard Short provided the 2,000 bushels of lime needed. W. Duncan, who had built St. Patrick's College at Goulburn, was responsible for the excavation of masonry. William Keating was in charge of the carpentry. A Jubilee retreat was held in the first St. Patrick's in September 1875 and the church was filled to capacity, as with the temporary additional accommodation adjoining the church. The new St. Patrick's Church, built at a cost of £8,500, was blessed on the 14th of October 1877, and the last pair of stained windows were installed in July 1881 by Lyon, Collier & Co. Tenders were called for in December 1890 for the new St. Patrick's Presbytery. The old Catholic lands on the corner of Bryle and Court Streets were sold under the trustees after a bill was passed by the Legislative Assembly in 1884, with the proceeds going towards the new building. The old church had defied all odds and was still standing up until 1997. The roof had been replaced with iron and the doorways and north side had been closed in. The church had been used for many purposes as its hall has been decorated out from show nights for the annual agricultural shows and fancy fair and for art unions, etc. In 1997, expression of tender was put into the newspaper for the demolition of the old church. No one submitted a tender for that and the council knocked it down overnight in 1997. Jeremiah Corcoran donated an Italian marble high altar for St. Patrick's Church in 1927 at a cost of £750. The foundation stone was laid for the additions in November 1928, which cost £12,000, donated by the parishioners. The church was reopened in September 1929 with the consecration of the beautiful Italian black and white marble altars. Also added in this year was a porch costing £5,500. The fence built of blue stone obtained from the Blue Range was built, blessed and dedicated to the memory of Father Sheen. A slab and weatherboard building once stood at the rear of the church, it was used as a garage and sleeping com- um, compartment for Michael O'Connor, who worked at the presbytery. This building was destroyed by fire in December 1932. In November 1954, a most spectacular pageant ever seen was held to celebrate the Queen of Barora Parish with Anne Flannery's Coronation Ball. She had re- raised nearly £2,000 for St Patrick's building funds. Unlike the many Barora women who entered the church as nuns from the earliest days, it was as late as July 1948, that the first priest was ordained as in Borowa. He was Father Paul William Maloney, born in Sydney, the son of R.W. Maloney of Glenburnie, Maringo. The first native of Borowa to be ordained at St. Patrick's 
was Father Edward Burke, the son of J.P. Burke in September 1954. Of the 74 priests appointed to Borough between 1865-1977, Father Sheen and Father Morrison stood as the most prominent. Father Sheen, known as Father Ned, was born in County Kerry, Ireland in 1877 and arrived in Australia in 1902. He was first appointed as an assistant priest to Brewer in 1908. He left for Kurawatha in 1911 and was returned to Brewer in 1915 as a parish priest. Father Ned celebrated his jubilee on the 24th of May 1927 and in February 1952 he celebrated his golden jubilee of which 25 years were spent at Brewer. The function was held at the Guild Hall where 60 priests attended along with 500 guests. Father Sheed was made an Archbishop by Pope Pius XII for his 50-year service and he was the first priest in the Canberra and Goldwyn Diocese to receive this honour. At the age of 83, he died in 1960 at the Borough District Hospital. Father Morrison, Father John as he was called, was born near Queanbeyan was ordained in December 1930 at St Peter and St Paul's in Goulburn. He first arrived at Borough in 1942 and was absent on different occasions due to his outstanding ability to raise funds for building programs for troubled parishes. In 1961, he became parish priest at Borough, succeeding Father Sheehan. He was a strong believer in his faith and abided by the laws of church, often delivering strong and fiery sermons. Father Morrison was never backward when it came to hard manual work, he enjoyed farm work immensely and became an authority on sheepdog trials at the local shows where he acted as judge on many occasions. He was also strongly involved in sport where he played in the Mar Cup competition and was a referee in Group 9 Rugby League. Other involvements were as a member of the hospital board, show society and he even entered local government as a councillor in 1965, a position he held for three terms. Father John celebrated his Silver Jubilee in February 1956 with 300 dinner guests at the Guild Hall. He celebrated his Golden Jubilee in, eight, in 1931. After 37 years at Brewer, he retired in 1979 to the Young Retirement Home where he died in 1988, aged 85. The school. Private tutors taught the children of those who could afford the privilege and often these duties were combined with the station's bookkeeping. Many children were also taught by their parents to an acceptable level of education. A private school was established on Beverly when W.D. Campbell extended the invitation for the Howe children and possibly others to attend. John, Hur John Hurley had a schoolroom in his hotel in, Farm in Campbell Streets early in 1850s, as did Tom Preston in the Crown Inn. The rate of illiteracy was very high in the early years, and in 1861 only 47 of the colony's population could read and write. The church denominational system of education, which was established in 1848, was the basis for the first community school in Borrowa. The school was conducted at the Catholic Denominational School. Later, the Church of England had established a school at St John's Church until 1868. The Goulburn Herald of 19th June 1852 reported that a Catholic school had been opened for some time in the past at Borrowa and it received a good attendance of all denominations, which shows no animosity between sects. The article also stated that a schoolhouse would soon be built and it would accommodate boarders. The school of Slab and Bark was built in conjunction with the church. It was commenced in 1855 and was completed in 1858, and it stood in Brile Street, in the vicinity of, old, of the old St. Patrick's Chapel. The Reverend P. Birmingham, the Reverend M. McCoy, Galenius O'Brien and J. N. Ryan were the trustees of the Brewer and Yester Nominational School in September 1857. 
Jeremiah Ho taught in the school before being appointed to the Registry of Births, Deaths and Marriages in 1859, when he took the place of Henry Bird, the first appointed registrar. Hoff was born in Nina Tipperary in Ireland, and he arrived in the colony in 1844. He died in August 1874. Thomas Henry Corcoran, with his wife Mary, arrived in the colony from Clonerty Island in March 1859. They came to Brewer and resided in a portion of the schoolhouse and conducted the school that was opened on the 29th of August 1859. Corcoran and his wife also accommodated six boarders in the schoolhouse and classes were then conducted in the chapel. The first exams of the school were held in December 1859. Parents were invited to attend and prizes were given for the best dancers. Mrs. Beston was the teacher in 1862 and later Mrs. Coglin was teaching at the school. She resigned in April 1865, being replaced by J.M. Shannon. The mid-year exams held in 1867 were conducted by T.H. Corcoran, who was not then teaching, and Reverend J.A. Luffin, and books were given as prizes. J.M. Shannon was the teacher when the school inspector, Mr. McCready, visited the school in June 1868. There were 50 children attending, of whom 13 were Protestants, and the inspector noted that the children were well-behaved. J.M. Shannon, under the introduced condition of teaching in 1868, sat for exams and he was able to rise three grades. He received the highest classification that could be attained by a teacher, not previously examined by the Council of Education. He left Bura to teach at St Augusta School, Yast, in April 1869 and was replaced by Mr Dewig. At some time, Shannon returned and left again in June 1861 to teach at St Augustus. T.H. Corcoran took over the position until May 1874, where he left for Tumut. After a send-off with a purse of £76, Miss M. Grennan took over the school from T.H. Corcoran until Joseph Salame arrived. Then she taught music and needlework. Unfortunately, Salame's term was short as he died in October 1874. J. Shannon returned to school filling in the certain times. He also opened a night school in 1877 for the benefit of young men whose education had been neglected. The hour was worth 7pm to 9pm at two shillings a week or one pound one for three months. Miss Shannon was in charge of the school in June 1877. J.S. Carmody also taught at the school until he left in 1881 to teach at Wilcannia Public School. Water for the school was obtained from the well in the adjoining block. The school was enlarged by W. Keating in January 1870 to accommodate growing enrolments. It was at this old school in October 1873 that the tragic accidental death of a boy named O'Leary occurred after being hit with a stone thrown by a fellow student after chasing each other around the school grounds. When the district inspector visited the school on the 6th, 8th and 11th of June 1876, he noted that there were 43 boys and 48 girls enrolled. Discipline was sound and attainments were above average. Picnics were enjoyed on special occasions and the 1877 picnic was led to the recreation ground by the town band. With such a high enrolment at the school, the Catholic parents requested that their children be taught under the supervision of an organised order. This request brought the arrival of six nuns, the Sisters of Mercy de Brewer, on the 29th of August 1882. Their residence was in the presbytery made available by Father Tom Long until the convent was built. The sisters took over the school in September and conducted classes as the new St Patrick's Church. By October 1882, 11, 112 children were enrolled. Jay and Ryan donated 40 acres of land in 1882, on which the convent was erected by Bell and Briggs. The subcontractors were William Carter and Michael O'Dwyer. The cost of the building was about £2,000. The convent was opened and blessed under the name of St Joseph's on the 10th of May, 1885. 
Dr. Donovan, a member of the family who were devout members of the Catholic Church and strong financial supporters of its cause, throughout New South Wales donated 10 acres of land and paid for the erection of St. Joseph's School. The Donovans were also provided the endowments and bursaries for St. Joseph's, of which the son of Pat Ryan Baker obtained the first bursary and Master Baloney the second. The new St. Joseph's School was opened on the 8th of July 1888, the additional accommodation for the primary school began with the laying of the foundation stone for St Bridges, 27th of May 1917, by Dr Gallagher. M.J. Monks of Wagga was the architect and Spencer and McKinney the builders. The school was opened on the 16th of June 1918 by Dr Gallagher. Father Hardigan, a parish priest who under the name of John O'Brien wrote around the Bory Log, was a frequent visitor to Brewer Catholic School in his capacity as Diocesan Inspector of Schools. The Convent School Progress Association was formed in 1921 and this allowed the opening of the secondary department of the school in 1928. This closed after the Wyndham Report in 1961 and the children were then sent to public and private schools outside the district. The enrolments in the Infants Department in 1970 were 145 children. 40 more than the previous year and a new demountable classroom was erected in November 1976, courtesy of the Murphy family. The new section opened in 1977, containing two rooms for the kindergarten and one room each for the first and second classes. Between 1975 and 1982, only four nuns had replaced the 35 deceased nuns of the Goulburn Sisters of Mercy. The decline in numbers joining the order is, in over, is overall and the nuns had turned to assisting the poor and needy rather than continuing as teachers. In 1988, only 3% of nuns were school teachers. The first lay principal was Mark Cousins, who was appointed in 1979. The sisters moved from the convent building in June 1980 to reside in the cottage in Market Street, and the convent was leased to Mr Cousins. Under the new principal, certain changes took place. The old school library was converted into a multi-purpose room, New windows, toilets and shower box were added and 75 trees were planted. There were 103 children enrolled at school in 1982. The convent chapel built in 1897, a gift from the Donovan family, with its altar of hand-carved oak and stained glass windows, was sold in 1981 to a Canberra funeral company situated at Belconnen. The chapel was demolished and rebuilt as a replica and it's used as a chapel. It was opened in 1987 by Professor Manning Clark. After 105 years at Borough, the sisters left at the end of 1987 and from the beginning of the new year, the school was staffed by lay teachers. In February 1988, there were 52 children enrolled. In local junior cricket, Borough Gold had a four-run win over Hartford and Borough Green had a six-run win over the NXT Journey Sixers. This weekend, Gold plays the NXT Journey Sixers in Borough and Green Blade Harden in Harden. The seniors started the six-round T20 comp last weekend with the Big Bottles defeating the Cooter Bulls 2 by 30 runs in Cooter and the Crocs going down to the Cooter Bulls in Cooter by a bit. Top scorers for the Big Bottles were Michael Cunningham with 23 not out of 22 and Tim Gregory with 17 off 20. Best of the bowlers were Tim Gregory at 3 for 12 off 3.3, Simon Pye 2 for 9 off 3 and Hamish Scott 2 for 10 off 3. For the Crocs... Matthew Cunningham was the only batter to reach double figures and he made 23 off 20. The best of the bowlers was Joshua Carmody for, with 5 for 25 off 4 overs. This weekend there's a double header down in Borough with the Crocs playing Grenfell and then the Big Bottles playing the Young Gunners. Local kick touch is now on Tuesdays for the next two weeks with juniors at 5 and seniors games starting at 6.30. 
there was meant to be a catch-up game for seniors this Thursday, but with the school presentation, that's been put on hold. I was going to be joined by Lucy Woods. However, she's not well, so hopefully we can chat next week. I messaged her for tips for Tuesday night's game. Let's see how she did. So in the first round of games, Mud Crabs versus Yelly Bellies, she tipped the draw. Spare Tires were to beat Roadhouse. Fit and Able to beat Pelicans. Courthouse to beat Little Rascals. Rugrats to beat Up High. And G'd Up to beat Hot and Spicy. Now Lucy got all her tips right except for the first one and Mud, ba- Mud Crabs beat the Yellow Bellies. The pool is open again with Swim Squad on Monday and Tuesday nights at 4.30 and Thursdays at 4 with the Swim Club back on this Friday starting at 6.30. Let's look at the list of the events for this week. Both the boys and girls have a seven event card with three mixed 12 metre freestyle events. The Borough Gun Club are ending the year with a bang by hosting the Borough Gun Club Christmas Shoot. There are three events for the day. The first event is a 25 target handicap with the winner of each grade winning a ham and runners up getting a turkey roll. So when I say each grade, it's double A, A, B and C. Event two is a 25 target point score of 16 metres. And the final event is a 20 pair double D drawn partners of 18 metres. This is where two partners shoot together. One stands on lane four and one stands on lane two. The other pair of shooters one stands on lane one and the other stands on lane five. After five targets, the teams swap over and shoot their next targets. The overall winners of this event get a ham and runners-up get a turkey roll. Nominations are $60, which includes lunch, and I'm hoping to talk to Club Vice President Justin Smith next week about the shoot as well as what they've got planned for next year. So other things happening this week. Nominations for the following Australia Day Awards in Brewer are now open. The Lions Apex Citizen of the Year Award, the Lennon Joan Oxley Memorial Award, Brewer Community Landcare Awards, Rotary Young Achiever of the Year, Senior Sportsman of the Year, Junior Sportsperson of the Year 18 years and under, Junior Sportsman Person of the Year 12 years and under, Sporting Team of the Year, Club Person of the Year, Community Awards, the Rural Fire Service Awards. Nominations for Burra Awards organised by specific community groups and organisations can be made by contacting the relevant organisation or the Australia Day Committee. Nominations for the Australia Day Awards close Friday the 5th of January. However, I think they want to close up earlier so they can have all the paperwork done by the end of the year. At the Services Club, CWA have a meeting on Tuesday. There's general exercise and bingo on Wednesdays, a full prevention workshop, and there's no twilight bowls for the rest of the year. On Thursdays, social bowls from 12-ish. Friday, they have raffles, including hams. This week, the members' draw is $5,000, the bonus draw is $500, and the owl draw is 4550 On Saturday, they have Tai Chi for seniors. It's 10 at 10.30, gold coin donation, and they have the big toy raffle at 7 p.m. On Sunday, the raffle is $3,750. Down at the Rec Club, they have bingos on Thursdays and raffles on Thursdays and Sunday. Tonight, it's a school presentation night at Central School and where they are unveiling the new library upgrades. And next week, they have the Year 6 Farewell Dinner. St. Joseph's are having their Year 6 Mass and Dinner on the 8th, so tomorrow night, and the whole of school presentation on the 14th. The St. John's Kindness Garden are holding a nativity play this Saturday at the hall behind St. John's Church on Farm Street, Doors open at 5.30 for a barbecue at 6 with the plays and carols after the barbecue. All are welcome and there are no costs. The kids have been working hard in rehearsals and are very excited to perform. The Feel the Vibe Dance Studio is having its end-of-year concert this Sunday at 5pm at the Ex-Services Club. This week, the Hospital Auxiliary is holding stalls outside IGA to sell raffle tickets at its annual Christmas raffle. 
They'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 8.30 until they run out of customers. First prize is a hamper. Second prize is a leg of ham. Third prize is a small Christmas hamper. Spending spree is on again. This year, the Squadron Bango Wind Farm Community Fund is sponsoring this year's event across the Hilltops region. Any business wishing to take part, $100 entry. You'll get a lot of exposure on the radio, especially with 2LF being a sponsor. And if you've got any questions, call Kerry Danzi or pop in and see her at Kerry's Knickknacks. Wurra Rotary are hosting a Makers and Growers Christmas Markets on Saturday the 16th of December from 9am to 1pm. Santa Claus will be there to draw winners of the Wurra Business Chamber Spending Spree. IGA is sponsoring this year's Christmas Lights competition for residents, businesses, rural and novelty display. Lots of gift certificates and prizes. It's always a lot of fun driving around town. I went around town the other night, had a look at the displays, and there are some very, very good displays up. On, next, on the next episode of This is Borrower, I will talk sports and activity as well as continue around the Shamrock Tales with our next stop, the Old Dairy. Until then, thanks for listening. Take it easy. Ciao for now.